Today I want to do something special. We're going to take just one week break from our Christmas message. Knowing this was a different day, I wanted to approach it just a little bit differently. So we're going to pause the Peace on Earth series just for today, and we'll finish that next week. But today I want to go back 25 years, December 7th, 1997, the very first time I stood in the pulpit of this church as your pastor. I preached from this passage, and I want to preach from it again on our 25th anniversary to reaffirm this. And I believe God led my heart. This is not just a nostalgic thing. I believe God led it and put it in my heart to go back to this passage from the very first message I preached in 1997. Let's read it together. Will you look at it from 1 Chronicles chapter 4? And here's what it says. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mothers named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And here's the last wonderful part of it. And God granted him his request. Today we're going to talk about a man in the Old Testament named Jabez and a powerful prayer he prayed, a prayer that lifted him out of what could have been in his life to what God wanted to be in his life, a powerful life of blessing. First thing I want you to look at Jabez's reputation. I love this. One pastor said this, that this section of Chronicles, have you ever read through these sections in Chronicles and when it's just like this guy begat this guy begat this guy, and this guy had seven kids, and we named them all. One pastor said, this is the Hebrew phone book of the Bible right here. I think it's uh, like uh, four chapters here or so in Chronicles, and uh, there are about 500 names in this section. Can we just be honest? How many in the room have skipped over those parts before as you read the Bible. Go ahead and lift your hands. Confession is good for the soul. Can I just say, how many of you just feel a little twinge of guilt when you skip over some of it? You're just like, I'm doing this, but I shouldn't be doing this, but I just can't read those names today. I need something from God more than a list of names, right? We've all done that, right? Uh, Jabez is among about 500 names in here, and most of them, they just list their name and go on. Now, these lists were very important to the ancient Jews because they identified with a certain tribe. They received blessing from their tribal patriarchs, and they needed to remember which tribe they were from. It was also very important to them, the lineage, to determine property rights and lots of other things. But as these lists, as we read through them, we're like, that's a lot to read. They rarely stop and talk about any of them. They just put their name. But it's as if the writer came to Jabez and said, wait a minute, this guy's life was so good, we've got to give him at least two verses here. We've got to give him some press here because his life was incredible. The Bible said this, out of all these in this long list, Jabez was more honorable than all of them. Wouldn't you like that to be your reputation after you're gone and somebody walks by the cemetery, I know that may sound morbid, but looks at your name on a tombstone, wouldn't you like them to stand there and say, I remember this person and they lived an honorable life. They made a difference in their world. They loved their family, they loved their community, and they loved Jesus Christ. I would love that to be spoken over my life. Jabez had a powerful reputation. 
But he had a problem. His name. Nobody names their children Jabez too much anymore. Now, sure as I say that, some kids here named Jabez this morning. Okay, love you. Um, anybody like to aggravate people? Can I see your hand? Just lift it up high. Any of you just kind of get a little joy out of aggravating people, out of pulling something on them? How many? Can I see your hands again? How many of you once in a while take it a little too far? 100%. 100%. Nobody knows when to quit. Have you ever had anybody tell you that you are a royal pain? I won't finish it, but a royal pain. Anybody ever been told that? Can, can I just see your hand? 100% again, everybody. You like, somebody said, you're a pain. That's what the name Jabez means. Whose mother names somebody, some baby, you're a pain? A Hebrew mama. Those Hebrew mamas, I mean, if, if a baby had been born out here this morning, they'd have called him Foggy. Really. Whatever was going on, good or bad, on the day they were born, Hebrew mamas just tended to name their children after this. Now, the Bible said Jabez, his mother, had a very painful childbirth. And we understand that childbirth is normally very painful. Got to be honest with you, it's one of the most painful things I've ever been through in my life. <laughs> it hurt. No, it was painful. I, I watched, and it was painful. Now, I know some of you mothers here do that, and I'm not making fun of this. I'm highly honored by this, even though I don't understand it, but do the natural thing with, with no medicine. And some of you are even brave enough to do that at home. I don't understand that. But I'm very good with you doing that. But I just want you to understand, when Alexa went into labor, we got in the car and went to the hospital. I mean, 23 years ago today, we were at the hospital. It's interesting that I should talk about that today. And it was painful. And as soon as they got her in the room, I said, I said, give her some drugs. <laughs> give her some drugs. Now, I don't want her hurting. Then they pulled out that needle, and I said, give me some drugs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. You're going to put that in her back? I Childbirth's painful. But it seems that Jabez's birth was particularly painful. It was very painful to his mother. So his mother called him, in the Hebrew it literally means, one who causes pain. We've said this over and over again. And one of the messages and lessons that I've tried to teach you over the last 25 years is this. That it's not what they call you that matters. It's what the Lord calls you that matters. It's not the label that was put upon you in childhood that determines your identity. It's who God knows that you really are. Some of you in this room today keep messing up your life. You keep sabotaging your own life because you haven't discovered who you really are in God and you're walking in some identity that's been placed upon you by people or circumstances or situations. 
Somebody said you are no good and you believed you're no good. And if you believe you're no good, you will act like you're no good. Somebody said you were trouble and you accepted I'm trouble. So you went on to cause trouble because trouble causes trouble. You know, God has a different name for you. Little baby born in the Old Testament named Jacob. All he did is when he was born, they were twins and his twin brother came out first and Jacob grabbed a hold of his brother by the heel and they named him Heel Grabber. That's how they did it. Other word, another word for deceiver. They called this baby boy Jacob deceiver and guess what he did in his life? Deceived. Until he came to a place where he wrestled with God. He wrestled with God through the night and he hung on and he said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. And the Lord said to him, what is your name? And he said, I'm Jacob. I'm a deceiver. You know, when you come to Jesus, you come as you are. With everything that's been put on you. With all the lies that have spoken over you right there with all the hurt, with all the abuse, with all the sin, you come to Jesus with every bit of that and you just say, Lord, here I am. Just as I am, I come to you. And he'll say something back to you like he said to Jacob. He said, no longer will you be called Jacob. Can I get an amen? Anybody hearing hope out of that? No longer will you be called Jacob. I've got your real name. And your real name is Israel. Conquer, victor, prince with God. I want you to think about this just for a minute. The name that was over the whole nation was his name. And for much of his life, he didn't even know it. The same could have happened to Jabez. He could have caused great pain. But God interrupted what could have been his destiny and caused him to be a man who brought great blessing and great expansion to his kingdom and the kingdom of the Lord. Jesus can do that for you today. If you're willing to let go of that identity and see who you really are in Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, in Jesus Christ, you're not an addict. That's not your identity. In Jesus Christ, you're not trouble. That's not your identity. In Jesus Christ, you're not trash that people can just pick up and throw down and dominate. In Jesus Christ, there's a better name for you. Jabez did not sit back and accept the destiny as one who causes pain. But he prayed, and I love his powerful prayer. First of all, here's what he prayed. And I believe in prayer, we can rise above what the world says about us and the labels they put upon us. First of all, he said this, Lord, bless me. I love that part. I love it. Lord, bless me. If you ever ask God to bless you, now let's just be honest. For most of us, when we say, God bless me, we feel a little guilty about it. You'll hear people say things like, well, I don't want to talk about me. I see people sometimes post this stuff on social media. They say, now, I don't really want to ask for prayer for me. 
I'm going to tell you, folks, when I'm hurt and I'm asking for prayer, I'm going to put it up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and anybody else that will listen at some points in my life. I'm like, help! It's powerful to ask God to bless you. In fact, there's nothing wrong with going to God saying, God, bless me. Well, I want to make it all about blessing others. How are you going to bless somebody else if God hasn't already blessed you? Can I get an amen? How are you going to go? Somebody told me this week, they said uh, uh, a friend of mine was at the grocery store and somebody came up and just paid their bill. Oh, I love that. It's happening all over our community. Generosity is rising all over our community. And I think we have a small part to play in that. Let me ask you, how's this guy going to pay for somebody's groceries if God hasn't already blessed him with more than enough to buy his own groceries? God blesses. And he wants you to pray blessing over yourself. But I've seen a problem, a problem among Christians. Many, many Christians have not learned to bless themselves. And many, many more Christians are actually speaking cursing over their life rather than blessing. I hear it come out of Christians' mouths. And I'm just telling you, beware, I'm 54 and my filter is starting to go away. <laughs> Make a note of that. Write that down in the margin of your Bibles and look at it next year and see what it's like. But I'm starting to get to the point that I have problems tolerating Christians speaking negatively of themselves. I'm no good. I'm just getting sick of hearing the people of God speaking the devil's language. Can I get an amen? I should have put that on the board. You can't be speaking the words of the devil over your life and expect to be blessed. One of the things that Alexa and I both have faced in our physical bodies is autoimmune disorders. I deal sometimes with psoriasis that bugs me. My wife's deal that she's been through over the last over a year, which thank God she's doing so well, it's an autoimmune disorder. As I've prayed over these things and I've studied these things, you know what I've learned? I want you to hear me really quick. Can I pause right here for a minute? That clock's ticking, but we're going to finish. We may bleed over in the second service. There is a connection between your physical body and your spirit. Your spirit man and your physical man has a connection. And as I've, and I'm going to say this too, I believe that God is raising up people. How many do we have this morning who you are in the healthcare field? Can I see your hands? Would you raise it up high if you are in healthcare? Up high so we can see it. Can we give these folks a big hand all of us uh, right here? Can we just thank God for them? I'm going to speak this over you, and I believe it's true. I believe God is raising up people in the healthcare world to be healers. And I use a different word from doctor or nurse or technician or whatever. Healers of the whole man, body, soul, and spirit. I'm going to get in trouble here today, but uh, 
I believe a new generation of healers is coming to our world who will actually look at the spiritual in a person and not just give somebody a pill. Now, I'm not saying anything about it's wrong to take a pill. I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm saying God wants to give an anointing to Christian healthcare workers to be healers. In fact, why don't we pray for our healthcare workers right now? I know it's different. If you're in the healthcare field and you'd let us pray for you, would you stand this morning? We're not going to do anything weird. We're just going to pray for you. Would you stand up, please? Please stand up all across this congregation. I know it's different this morning. It's okay. Would somebody get up out of your chair and stand with each one of these right now and put a hand on their shoulder? And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask a Christian to stand and pray for you. And we're going to speak something over your lives. Amen. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, as a representative of your kingdom this morning and a shepherd over this flock, I believe you've given me a word this morning for health care workers, for those who are on the front lines in that field. And Father, I thank you for them. I bless them today in the name of Jesus Christ. And I speak over them the title of healer. Lord, that they will have Holy Spirit discernment to see past the symptom and to understand the real problem. That any time they're dealing with a sickness that has a spiritual root, that they will be able to speak to it in the name of Jesus and see results by your supernatural power. I pray, Father, as they walk through the places they're in, the clinics, the hospitals, the care centers, I pray, Jesus, that what happened in the book of Acts would happen in their lives, that as Peter walked by people and his shadow crossed them, they were healed by your power, Lord. I bless them today in the name of Jesus, and may these people be truly raised up as healers in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. I'm not done preaching yet, and I just prayed. All right, that's good. That's good. Here's what I believe. I believe a lot of autoimmune things are tied to a spirit of self-loathing. A spirit of, I don't like this. You know, if you say, I hate my legs, you're going to start having pain in your legs. I hate this. You've got an enemy. I know some of you think it's weird, but we're launching out into some deeper waters, so just come on with us, all right? You've got an enemy who's looking for any place he can to get into your life. And if he hears you cursing yourself, you've given him legal authority to walk in and mess with you because you've walked into his team. Can I get an amen? How many in this room will say with me, I'm going to start blessing myself. I'm going to start saying good things about me. I'm going to say I love me. Can I get an amen? Now, some of you already had that, and we might need you to dial it back just a little bit. But uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some of us, we've got to get that. Bless me. Lord spoke this to me some time ago, and I want you to hear me. 
Lord spoke this, and this may be for somebody this morning. I believe it is. Stop hating yourself, and you'll see your body heal itself. Did you know, I'm preaching, did you know your body's engineered to heal itself? Stop throwing stuff in there that you shouldn't. Amen? Stop putting junk in there that messes you up, and stop putting words and thoughts and anxiety into your life and start filling yourself with God's Word and His truth. Bless you. Amen. Now, the second one, and this is all I got time for, and I'm going to sound like I'm bragging a little bit, but that's okay. After 25 years, you can brag. <laughs> Jabez prayed, Lord, expand my territory. What does that mean for us? Lord, give me more influence for you. Lord, give me more to do for you. Lord, expand the horizons of my life to touch more people. And can I just tell y'all, this week for me, this 25th anniversary week, has been one of the most, if not the most fun week that I've ever had in ministry. Because God has been showing me almost every day this week a new thing that He's expanded our territory into. 25 years ago, I preached this message to about 100 people in the sanctuary. And we had a great influence then, but I want you to understand God has expanded our influence in all kinds of ways. We prayed this prayer 25 years ago this week. And let me tell you, friends, it worked. I wanted really, when I, when I heard the voice of the Lord in my heart saying, preach this today, I wanted to take a nostalgic look back. And I was in my car riding down the road, and the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Son, this message is not about nostalgia for what has been. The Lord said, Son, I want you to honor the past, but today I'm asking you, and I'm asking Upward Christian Fellowship to embrace the future that I have for you. And just as you delivered that word 25 years ago, you'll deliver it again. And the next 25 will amaze you at what I do. This week has just been incredible for us as a church. On Monday night, Sheriff Lowell Griffin stood right here and took his oath before God to serve Henderson County for the next four years. Along with the whole Sheriff's Department was in here. And let me just tell you, we celebrate and love these people. We celebrate and love law enforcement and first responders in Upward. They were all here and took their oath before God, and there was something significant about them. An oath is before God. That by definition, an oath is something you invoke God in. And they did that right here in a place that honors God. And I thought it was so incredibly significant. Just this week, a, a large organization in Henderson County uh, invited me to come. They were opening up a new section of their, of their I, I'm not using their name. They didn't give me permission to. I didn't ask permission, but they, they asked me to come and actually pray a prayer and speak blessing over a new facility they were opening up. And I thought, God has expanded our influence to be able to touch organizations in our community for his kingdom and they thank me so much I prayed Psalm 91 over that whole place and just let me tell you folks you are a part of something that is much bigger than any of us God is expanding our horizons in a big way uh, at that meeting 
the county manager of Henderson County came up to me and he's helped us with some things. And he came up and he said, Pastor, everywhere I go in Henderson County, people tell me about Upward Christian Fellowship and the work you're doing and the difference you're making in Henderson County. And I'm so thankful. That was like God saying, happy anniversary. There, it's working. Your generous heart is making that happen. This year, just this last week, we were able to sponsor over 200 children for the storehouse and blessings and boxes went out and gave Christmas to families all over our community. This week, we packed 400 backpacks that will go into the local schools, into three elementary schools, over 400 children will have food this week because you were generous and gave to that. We were able, through our ministry to nursing home, Marcus and Wendy done such a wonderful job leading this. They took and are still taking, I believe, 240 gifts for Christmas to nursing home residents and shut-ins this week. Isn't it incredible? This week, am I bragging too much? This week, one of our local elementary schools will be in this building with between five and 700 people. I don't know how they're all going to get in here. They'll be doing a program this week. We've been able to partner with the public schools for the glory of Jesus Christ. Then uh, Christmas offering. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Our record for the Christmas offering uh, was 136000 we gave away uh, two years ago to bless. That was two years ago. Uh, this year, uh, we haven't gotten it all in yet, and it's over $150,000 already this year. And I'm so excited for that already. And still coming in. Still coming in. And that, every penny of that, it's already going. It has already gone to families in our community that needed housing assistance. It's already paid mortgage and rent for people that needed it so desperately right now. Let me tell you something, friends. God is expanding our influence because when you manage little well, He puts you over more. He's not only doing that corporately, He's doing that individually as people go out and bless others. And I could tell you story after story. God is calling us to something upward. We trusted Him 25 years ago to bless us, to use us. None of this is for our glory. None of this is look at us. We're not broadcasting this to anybody. We're not saying look it upward. We're saying look at Jesus. He blessed us 25 years ago with all my heart, soul, and spirit. I believe God's calling us to another season. Will you pray? Bless me. Expand my territory. You willing to receive that? Now, I know what people say, Pastor, we don't hardly have room for what we got. Isn't that true? You know, we're going to three services, second Sunday in January. We'll have three on Sunday morning. That's so exciting. But I thought about that. Lord, what are we going to do with any more blessing? And I was reminded of Malachi 3.10. The Lord said, I will open the windows of heaven and I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Try me, put me to the test. God says, test me out. Come at me. See if I won't pour out more on you than you can contain. Amen. For his glory. Amen. Would you stand with me? And we're going to pray that together right now. I'd invite you to lift your hands to the Lord and pray with me. Lord, bless me. 
Bless me indeed. I speak blessing over my life. I love my body. I love my body. Hey, you're repeating with me. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. You're done. Yeah, I got you right where I want you now. <laughs> Leave it to me to mess up a sacred moment there. I love my body. I bless it. I bless my life. I ask you today, expand my territory. Expand our territory. And pour out blessing greater than we can contain. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. What a blessing. I'm ready to speak blessing over you. Ready? I'm living and breathing in Psalm 91 right now because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That is the blessing of the Lord over your life. Now I commission you, go out of this place, make Jesus known everywhere you go with his presence and his love. Amen. Love y'all. See you back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Upward Journey. If you would like to find out more about Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina, you can look up our website at ucf.cc or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Upward Christian Fellowship. We invite you to join us next week as we continue the Upward Journey.